Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Sunday Mornings Podcast. Today we're going to be talking with Veronica. She's a mother to two and owner-operator of Emmy Hair Salon. She's been in the industry for over a decade and today we talked to her about struggles, support, how she did it during a pandemic and she's opening up her second location. <clears throat> I knew it was my goal to move from, from Pacific Boulevard a $700 per month rent to a mainland one in Yale town for $1,500. How much did I have to save? What did I have to do? And then I looked at what I had to save. I looked at that in terms of like heads that I had to do. So it's always like, it's always just knowing what I have to do to get to where I want to go. That's how I've built my entire business is it's very simple. Like to me, like, and for me to tell people is just, I reverse engineer everything. It's like, um, I don't know if it's the best way. It's the best for me because I like to know, okay, what is my ideal um, destination? And like, what do I need to do to get there? And I am the kind of person who will grind. Like nothing gets in my way. Like I will grind until I get to that point. So I'll give you a huge example. Like for my second location, I've talked to the contractor and it's going to cost me somewhere around $200,000 to build my dream salon from the ground up. So I've literally reverse engineered that from today to a year and a half from now, I have to save X amount of money because I, I don't want to go in the red for that. So I'm like pushing, pushing. And then I was like, what's going to help me? Like I sat last week, you guys are going to laugh. I sat last week and I was like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna make this money? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, cause that's a lot of money. Like, how am I gonna save X amount for a year and a half? Yeah. So that's about like 10,000 give or take a month for a year and a half. And I'm talking, I want to take it out of the business and put it somewhere under my mattress. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> and I was like, how am I going to do that? That's so crazy. Like, Am I like nuts? Probably am. But like, then I created a new company that's going to allow me to save that amount of money for the salon that I want, because I don't want to go to a bank in a, in a year and a half and ask for a loan. Like I have run my business solely bootstrapped. I haven't ordered a single, I mean, I haven't loaned a single dollar from the bank. Like everything is taking the money dumping it right back in, taking the money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did you do that though? Okay. Where do you get, yeah. where do you get money from or like, like how did you do it? Cause you, you're investing in yourself and it's a big amount. Like how do you do it? Is it scary? <laughs> I, it's so scary. So the way I did it was honestly, I didn't buy myself a single article of clothing or take any vacations for 10 years. Like, I'm not joking. I literally saved, I took all my money and I reinvested every single dollar back into my business. So like just this year, have I been able to like shop for clothing for myself, um, be a little more extravagant with like my physical, like, um, like tangible things. Do you know what I mean? Up until that point of like 2020, <laughs> 
I'm not joking. I didn't, I didn't treat myself to anything at all. So, because I, and also my, I had to dip into my personal. So like the way I did that was like, if I had a little bit of extra money after all my overhead, all my cost of goods, I took that money and I reinvested it back into the business. So like if it was $20, if it was $300, if it was whatever, I kept like, I kept feeding it into my business and it was like, as it was gaining momentum. And then one day it's just like a light switch goes off and you're like, holy cow, where's all this money coming from? And like, you're like, okay, we're in business. It was like struggle, struggle, struggle. And like in the red until I want to say it's been like just since post COVID that my money's that my, I've been like reaping the benefits of my investments and like the way that I did that was um, sacrifice. Like I've just, it's so stupid because like your parents tell you that your whole life, it's true. And I tell Kingston every day of his life too, right? Like it's like nobody helped me do this. <laughs> like I just had a vision and I never let anybody tell me, nope, that's not going to happen. Like I just... I would break it down into like small little goals, like my big ones into small little goals. Like, like, okay, my little wins. Um, getting like a tube of color for like $700, I mean $7 versus $11 was a win for me. I switched and that's why I've switched color lines. Cause I'm like, if that means I can save that much, cool. Getting my boxes from China and waiting six months versus getting them manufactured here and paying more. Like these are all, like I was really thrifty with my business. And then if things didn't work, I moved on. I was fast. I gave things, my magic number was three months. And if something didn't work for three months, I was like, nope. And then I'd move on. Because I think three months, like 90 days is a good amount of time to be like, is this, is this employee working? Like, is this employee working for me? Like, is this brand working for me? Is this like set of new extensions working or do we need to be done with it and just invest in like what's selling? Like I was a very good, like I'm really judgy that way, right? So if so, I don't get attached to things. Like you guys need to know this about me. I do not get attached to things. Like if something's in my house for more than a month and nobody's touching it, it's out of here. Like I'm very, I'm even like that with people. <laughs> What's that? You're so not Filipino. I'm not. I'm really <laughs> not. I swear I'm not that way. Like, and I, and I only, I, I run my business very lean. Um, like if you guys want to read a book on lean, lean business, like Toyota functioned that way for years. And what that means lean, it's just like when your body's lean and you cut out the fat, it's like functioning only with what you need. Like the very basic of what you need, everything else goes. Like everything else is like not allowed to be there. Sorry, what is um, the Even like, what's that, Barb? What's Sorry. the book called? What's the book called? Sorry, it's in my um, audiobooks. I'll send you guys an email with all my audiobook stuff and like why I like it. Um, 
And so then in functioning lean, like only having, even to this day, if my stylists don't have clients, like my stylists are only in the salon when they have clients. If they don't, I'm not paying their wage. They go home. So it's like, it's like all these, mar keeping all my margins tight so that my dollar is going further. And that's how I've built my business. Yeah. Right? Like, do you guys have more specific questions about that? Because I'm like, I know it's really general. So question. So like, are you talking about when you opened up the salon down on West Fourth? Like how long did it take you to actually see your numbers? Like, like, did you ever feel like a point where it's like, okay, like, what am I doing? Like, maybe I should just give up or like, do you know what I mean? Like all those like thoughts where it's like, of course. I just want to give up. Of course. Yeah. Of course I felt that way. I feel like that way every day. Because you're Every a day. mom, right? Like, you're always worried too. Like, you're, like, for me, I'm not using any of my finances with my family money. Or it's all my money. Like, anything I make from new beginnings, I'm doing what you're doing. I take a bit of that. I pay myself. I take the rest. I put it towards Eddie and Roll and do what I can, right? Yeah. You figure out, like, how do you get to that momentum where you're like, okay, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. Like, I'm getting there. Okay, so, like, I... I, I still feel like, should I be doing this every single, you're not a true entrepreneur if you don't feel like that every now and then. It's like, it's scary. Like there's no, there's really, like you're depending on yourself. Like that's, there's no security really. Sure, like maybe your finances are getting a bit better. Like for me, like I'm, I'm seeing my profit margins or like my profit numbers increase a little bit every time. But like every day I'm just like, like, oh my God. Like when I got that quote about the new place, I was like, oh my God, like, am I doing the right thing? Like I'm always, I'm always wondering, right? Like even like I have eight employees now and I'm just like, oh, do I need them all? Like I'm always thinking and always wondering and I'm never like, yeah, I've made it. Never. I don't think I'll ever say that. Like, I, I think entrepreneurs, like, I don't think Steve Jobs ever said that, you know what I mean? Or Bill Gates, it's like, they're always like reinventing and they're always like growing. Right. So for me, it, it was never sure. Like physically you see, you're going from the red to the green eventually. Like you see that, but that feeling inside you never changes. You're never like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm good. Like never. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever said that. I'm always like thinking. So for me, like I actually, I, my personal and my business was one in the same up until six months ago. So I, for me, I don't know the right or wrong. I don't know the right way of doing it. But for me, um, I was very adamant about the business growing, which cut into my personal finances in a huge way, like huge way caused issues in my marriage. Like it was like a real thing. Cause I was like, cause my dream wasn't necessarily Mark's dream. Right. But I, every day was just like, trust me. I was like, just trust me. Like every day of like using our personal finances for the business and now that I'm out of it, because the two are separated, I see his point of view. Because, <laughs> like, 
I just was like, I maybe had a little bit of tunnel vision in terms of that. Cause I was so determined that I, I used all, I exhausted all our resources. Cause I, I just knew that it was going to work out. It's like, I'm not saying that that's the right way, but for me, I just knew that that's the only, that's the only resource I had was like my personal finance. Right. So like what I, what I had in the bank account. And at that time I wasn't splitting my personal and my business finances. So now I properly pay myself a wage. You know, I pay myself just now for the last, since January. And how many years was that though that you haven't paid yourself? That was since you're okay to answer. I'd say since like for the last 12 years, since 2008. How can I ask you how? Because I'm I'm paying myself a little bit, but not like a lot. Like, okay, I buy myself a cup of coffee, okay? Well, that's paying myself. But like I'm in the seven-year mark, but I'm seeing things because I'm kind of like you. I have that like I, I can't give up, but I see the vision and I'm going for it. And in my gut, I feel it, like I can feel that I'm gonna get it. But Junior and I have been fighting a lot because he just doesn't see what I'm seeing because he has a whole different business aspect and he's so successful. So but I'm so, I'm like you, I'm so like, you know, like, but that's pretty, like, that gives me hope. Thank you. 12 years. <laughs> 12, 12 years of being in the bed. Like, if, if I see that road did 12 years and I'm like, I'm not a failure. Like, I can do this for my kids. Yeah. Like, and I built new beginnings with nothing, just for the mouth. We only have oh a God, I love that. Yes. <laughs> hey, sorry, I have a quick a question. Yes. Um, where was your business at financially before you took the leap in paying for marketing? Okay, so I just, I'm going to get into that. <clears throat> sorry, I'm just going to tell them the question. Um, where was your business at financially before you took the leap in paying for marketing? Oh, yeah. uh, yes, that's good. Okay, but going back to Betty's thing, um, every day and like we would fight about because I was using all our money for the business. Okay. Every day. And Sarah, you know, this I tell you all the time, <laughs> but like, I just, like, I just told him like every day at the same, like it, when he'd get bent out of shape about it or when I'd be like, Ooh, like I just did that. Like I'd know what I was doing. I would just tell him, obviously I would choose you over my business in a heartbeat. Like, my business is nothing compared to like our family, right? Like if I had to compare and if you said like, you know what, it's either me or the business, I would say, obviously you, but he never said that. Like he never made me choose. He never did. And I know that his, that was his way of supporting me, you know, as annoyed as he got, he never was like, cause would I have been that patient? No, I probably would have been like, it's me or the business. Like I, I already know. Right. But he never, ever put me in that position. He was, he'd be annoyed and say, where's this money going? Or like, you took that money out. Like, where's it going? Or like, what are you spending it on? Or like, you should really think about that before you buy it or like whatever. But he was still in his own way supportive. Do you know what I mean? Cause he never was like, don't do that. Never. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. questioning. Yeah, that's like June, June's same way. Just always the questions, but it made me more mad. But that makes you defensive too, yeah. right? Even if it's a legit question, like where did the money go? You get defensive about it. Yeah, but we would want to
so it us more, I think, to get what we want as women, I feel. Yeah, like we're just more, no, totally, and maybe a little more um, like tunnel vision for me anyway. <laughs> like I just had my eye on just doing this, right? And and because like he had to sacrifice his vacations too, where he had to sacrifice like what he wanted to buy too, or like, you know, wanting to get a new car, like a new home, like that's all on hold because of this business. And like, that's frustrating sometimes. Like I get that, but I always reassured him that it's always the family over the business. Like, it's just like, this is for us. That's what I do. Um, as for marketing, I like the free resources are great. Instagram, um, influencers, like influencer marketing, uh, Facebook, like Twitter, like Twitter. I don't have Twitter. Is it called Twitter status? Well, like Facebook, Facebook, um, posts, you can post like your updates or whatever. Right. And you can say, Hey, like I, I used for years, like for, like I said, for 12 years did that. <laughs> um, and then I just, every single person I saw with bad hair, I was just like, you need to come to my salon. I had, that's the thing about me is I don't have any, I don't have any, um, I don't restrict myself in any way. Like I'll go up to someone and say anything. Like I can talk to anyone about anything and I don't get shy. So I, word of mouth was huge for me, but I did a lot of the legwork in that I would approach people and be like, Hey, this is what my business is about. Like I would join, um, networking groups. So like, I mean, those aren't free, but if you could join like, um, like a BNI or something, do you guys know that? Like a business networking group where there's like one of everything in it. Like, so one stylist, one plumber, and like there's hundreds of people and that's a good networking tool. Um, but for me, I used my free resources for a really long time and only post COVID have I hired an actual, like my ideal marketing team, right? So as I, okay, so like, I'm trying to think. So marketing, I didn't pay for any marketing other than my social media. Yeah. About those young, that young couple that you Yeah. Have. So they, so they were my social media trainers. So they trained me. So I, I had them for a year. They trained me on marketing tools that I should use and like how to use them. And then, so now I have the knowledge and they also did it for me for a year. Right. So I'd say last summer, last summer was my, was when I hired them up until COVID closures. And then now I have um, an analyst working for me. So I have an analyst um, who's really great. I'd say this is the marketing that I wanted to do from day one, but I told myself I couldn't afford it yet. Um, so he, I, I hired him because my business is now not in the red. And on year 12 is when I hired my first marketing analyst because I, cause he's $3,000 a month. So he's not cheap. <laughs> Yeah. But you're getting the money, but it's worth the return, right? You know, yeah. 
it's worth the return. So it's the, this is the ideal. And the thing is use your resources of people, you know, right. Cause I have, I wanted to elevate my business post COVID while other people were sitting down crying about things. I didn't, I didn't allow myself to do that. I was like, how can I come out on top? Cause everyone's asleep. I just want to go for it. Like, what do I need to do? What's going to give me that edge? So I called my friend Shelly. So I use, I use my resources a lot in terms of, I use people that I know a lot and pick their brains, uh, borderline annoying to them. Cause like, I want to know, like, I have no shame. Like I said, I'm just like, Shelly, I need to pick your brain. I was messaging her this morning and she's like, I'm just getting on a plane to go somewhere, but I'll, can I call you later? So she's the VP of e-commerce for Saks. So she is like the head, like gets paid $300,000 a year to manage their online store. That's her job, right? So I was like, oh, Shelly can help me with my online store then. Like that's what initially, like what I thought. She's been a friend of mine for a long time. So I was just like, okay, like she won't mind if I ask her. So I set up, I set up a meeting with her and I'm like, listen, I finally have a little nest egg for marketing if you had to tell me of the hundred different ways that I could advertise my business, what could I do if this is my goal? And I told her, I want to bring bodies into my salon and I want to, I want to, I want people to pay for carts on my online store. So I'm like, what is the cheapest way to do that? And what do I need to do? And she's like, okay, this is what you need to do. So had I not talked to her, I wouldn't have known what to do. Like you need to talk to people who are the experts in their field and that are invested in your business. If you ask someone like straight up, Hey, like you're the best of the best at this. I want your opinion is basically what I said to her. This is my budget. Where should I allocate it? And why always ask why? Right? So she was like, you need to, she's like, put it into SEO call only this person, this person and only this person, um, and tell them what your goal is and whatever I'll E like give you an E intro. And like, he's been great. So he, so basically I told her my budget is three grand. This is my goal. What should I do? And now Mike is doing that for me on the back end with SEO. Right. And then I have a, a woman that I pay $500 a month to do my email marketing, my Instagram stories, my Instagram grid posts, my um, influencer relationships and collaborations. So she manages my Affiliately account and Affiliately is just um, a database that you can, where you can file all your influencers and everyone's promo code is listed there. Okay, so it's called Affiliately.com. So it has influencers name, how many sales they've done for you and in what total gross total. So you know what to pay them. If you're paying them, my influencers get paid 10% of all their sales that they do for me. Okay. So it's, it's an incentive for them. So I knew about, I learned about this program because brunette, the label approached me to be an influencer for them. And I saw their backend system and I was like, Oh, so you need to, if you, if there's a company out there, look at your, your best competition, your competition that's doing the best, do what they're doing. Cause that's what I do. That, that's, you know what? That's interesting. Cause I was told that too. 
Yep. Help them out. Be there, be snoop, and be nosy. Yep. Find out what they're doing. You have to. Never, ever steer people. It's human nature to steer clear of your competitors. I am on there looking at what all my... like globally, on a global scale, I look at what my competitors are doing all the time. But all the time. It's been like that, Mo, because you always told me that from day one when I first met you. You always said that to me, don't be fearful, find out what's better about that diaper bag and what you can make it better. Or do this or do that. What can you be better and just be nosy with them and see what you can do? Always, always. Yeah. Like, what are they doing for, like, what are they doing for their giveaways? What is their pro? Like, what is the competitive edge of their products and like why is it why is it the best like why are they doing these crazy sales right yeah it's always it's always looking at for example um kim kardashian's hair supplier because she always she'll always post photos like when she gets weft hair of her hair extensions and one day i took a screenshot of it And I was like, to my sister, I was like, this is the same factory as us. Like I can tell by how it's packaged. So I messaged my supplier and I was like, do you guys give Kim Kardashian hair? And he's like, we're not allowed to comment on that. So he, I know for a fact. So like, then that. Yeah, that's your answer right there. Why would they even, they would have told you. Yeah, he's like, we're not allowed to comment on that. And I was like, I know it's your hair, don't worry. And then he just didn't say anything. (laughs) But like, but then now her supplier in LA, my sister are like, we have a tight eye on her and we're like, okay, what is she doing? Like, how do we do that? Right. So you always watch your competitors and copy them. Yeah. How did you find the right fit to your like? Referrals. Always. Referrals. What did you like about them? What did you not like? And why? For both. For Instagram, I used to put in, oh man, I used to have to set my alarm a half hour earlier and I would do it from bed when I woke up in the morning, just so it's out of the way. Um, I don't allow myself to spend more than 30 minutes on it. Sorry, what did you say at the end? I don't, I don't allow myself to do more than 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Wow, really? So do you have your social media person that does all the interactive stuff then? Yeah, so now I do zero. But I mean, when I was, when I was doing it, because I'm really not good at it. So I was just like, I don't, I didn't want to spend too much time on it, to be honest. Like social media is so important. So I would get it out there. But I like... I wouldn't allow myself to do more than 30 minutes, but also my, okay. So another thing just kind of connecting to that is I have a schedule that's time blocks. Do I have it on this computer? So I have a schedule. I've made a schedule on, um, it's just a spreadsheet like on Excel and I time block everything down to like time with the kids and like everything has its allocated time, like admin, training. So my social media would be like a little sliver at the top of my day. Can yeah. with you for like one week just to see how you actually do it? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'll send you my schedule. 
What was the other thing? Oh, books. That's books, your next yeah. um, thing, is making a book for people that really want to set their goals. Oh my God. I'm like, would people actually read that? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, you um, yeah, you'd be on our podcast for sure. You know what I did, what was really valuable as well? I found this this lady out of New Zealand who is um, a salon mentor and hair salons, like how to maximize your hair salons. Like I wonder if there's one for like specifically for what you guys want to do, like a mentor. And I pay $39 a month. And she just tells me, she gives me like Instagram templates. She gives me um, KPIs. She gives me. What's KPI stand for? Key performance indicators. So it's like, uh, okay. So like basically like the, for the fundamentals of your business, here's an example. Like if you're, if you're looking at your business and you want to like, you want to function lean, like I was saying earlier, you want to know what your, what your purpose is. Okay. So your purpose. So here, this is what I really wanted to show you guys. Cause this is the like backbone slash spine of your business. Okay. Just a mini branding kit. Yeah. Right. So like, for example, so yeah, so this is my 75 page Emmy hair manual that I've been working on, Sarah, remember for like 15 years or like, what did I say? 12 years. Um, but it has like, okay, so it has everything. So it has about us, our values, um, everything that you need to know. So know what your story is and be really tight on your story. So like there's me, there's my sister, how it all began. So know how, how your business, like when you tell your, when you tell people about your business, what do you want to tell them? But this is the important stuff I wanted to show you guys. Values, purpose, and promise. Every business should have a mission statement, yes. right? So do you guys all have that? Do you give this to your customer? I mean, I know you're not giving this to your customer, but do you give your customers your values, purpose, and promise? Or is that just for you to know and you like promote it? Our mission and our purpose Okay, our purpose and our promise is for our audience and for our customers. Yeah. Our values are for the staff. Okay. okay. So our mission is to provide world-class services and products as we transform hair dreams into reality. Very simple, right? Yeah. So this is our purpose. This is why we do what we do. Right. Okay. And then this is our promise to our customers. Hair transformations that inspire self-love. Okay, that's our promise. Our values, commitment to education, self-love, dreams to reality, ethical, first-class customer service, and high-grade products. So every single staff member I have can tell you exactly what our values are and what they need. Every single business decision I make if it doesn't align with these values, I don't do it. If somebody, if I have a meeting with somebody that wants to collaborate and feel like they're not ethical, they don't get to do business with us, right? 
if I have a staff member that applies, that's like, oh, I've already done a lot of education. I'm not really into like learning more and doing more classes. I don't care how experienced you are. There's no space for you at Emmy Hair, right? Um, Self-love every morning when we do our huddles, everybody has to talk about how the day before they emulate how, how they emulate self-love or like today, what are you going to do? So for example, the other day I was like, someone was like, oh, I worked out this morning. Someone else was like, I meditated last night. Like, so self-love is a huge one. Um, if there's somebody in our staff that's like self-harming or doesn't align with self-love, we don't want them on our team in the most respectful way possible, right? First class customer service is um, super important too, because we want every customer, like everybody needs to that falls under just being professional, like um, dressing professional, looking the part, uh, verbiage, like how are you talking in the salon? So all of this stuff has, this has helped me make a concrete foundation for my business to sit on top of. Um, oops, how do I close this? Oh, sorry guys. This little thing is um in the way. Can you guys see that? We can't see it. I think that's just on your side. Oh, okay. There. Um, and then what's your purpose ties into like, what is every business I believe should have a greater purpose behind it. So what is that for you guys? Like, what is that for you guys? Like, is it support for moms, like a, like a safe community that moms can go to because they feel isolated? Like, what is that? You can't assume that people know that you have to tell them what it's about. So for us, mental health awareness is something that we're very passionate about at Emmy Hair. We are dedicated to ending the stigma attached to depression, anxiety, and all other mental illnesses. So like everybody, so this is a topic of conversation for when people are in our chair we know that we can talk to them about that. What I like to do with my timeline is, so this is, this is it here. Uh, I always, so 2020, launch online store and open another salon in Langley. So I made this, I made this timeline years ago, right? So it's like, it's almost forecasting for the future as much as it's like writing down all your credentials. This was really important for me because, and this is something my mentor told me to do because we feel so unaccomplished until we do this. And we're just like, oh my God, I've done so much. Right. So it's like, jot down your little wins. This is like for highs and lows, right? So then you know, oh, I came out of that. Right. Or like, oh, I, I reached that milestone, which was really important too. We're big about like our people, and like, who do we want to, who do you, who does your business want to associate with? Because if the universe doesn't know, the universe can't bring you those people, right? So our people are our number one priority. Each individual on our team aligns with all of our values and is focused on reaching their personal and professional goals. We are fully committed to their growth and future at Emmy Hair. So dream big, work hard, stay focused and surround yourself with positive people. That's what I tell my staff all the time. It's so simple, but it like speaks volumes, right? When I got really particular on what kind of person I was looking for, 
the universe started bringing me amazing employees. So it's, it's like, you got to know what you want to get it right. Um, mentorship. So I just talk a little bit about how I do a mentorship program. So going back to KPIs, my hairstylists once a month meet with me and we talk about their KPIs. So we talk about how many clients they brought in. What was their average total? What was their retail percentage? What was their pre-booking percentage? How many hours did you have available versus hours that you sold and were booked up? How's your timing and how's your customer satisfaction rate? So this is for my, this is for my staff, but I have KPIs that I put on myself. So I'm accountable for things, right? So my KPIs are like X amount of profit, um, employee retention, like retaining my staff. Um, so things like that, that help my growth as much as theirs and my staff, I'm very transparent to them with what my KPIs are. Cause I'm like, you guys aren't the only ones being scrutinized. <laughs> like I have this for myself too, more than, and you guys have this many, I have like 12, you know, like, so they know that I'm not like, I'm working just as much as they are. So KPIs, key performance indicators are so important because you guys are talking about how you're doing accountability right now. Maybe you guys can do a group KPIs, right? Like everybody come up with two KPIs and hold each other to those weeks. So friend, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 just so you can get back. That to was really, day. that was really great. Um, I'll send you guys this deck too, if you want. Yes. yes. So deck and books. Yes. Um, do you guys have any final questions or anything you want to know? Thank you so much. For yeah. Being yeah. I mean, I could just like, there's so much to tell you guys. Like I'll t like, whatever. We'll, we'll meet again sometime and I'll give you, but we'll just hang out at the salon. We should all book hair appointments yeah, with yeah, her yeah. people and then she can talk to us at the same time. Oh, that's a good thing. I want gloves. So right? maybe yeah. we could do that. Oh my God. There oh, you go. There's so much more, right? Like, you guys are doing great. Like the first, I just want to say like my closing remark is don't get messed up in all like the how to's. The purpose is so important. And as long as you stick to that and you're just, and, and you can't be broken, like that's like, you are the voice of your business. And that's what I always say. Like your business doesn't have a pulse. It's not an actual person it's not you either. So don't think that it's your business as you because it's a separate entity, right? Like we even physically need to register a business when we start it. Like that's how much it's a separate entity. So a lot of people get mixed up in thinking their business is them. And when it doesn't do what it, what they want it to do, they, they feel like they've failed or whatever, but it's not, it's like you can pivot, like you can change anything and it's not it's not who you are. It's a business. It's a separate thing, but you need to be its voice. So it's like, just always remember why you're doing what you're doing. Like put post-its up in your room, like do a mind map. Didn't we talk about mind maps before Sarah? Right. Like, um, and just know that it's not easy. Like people, people are always like, Oh my God, your business is doing so well. Like, that's really great. Like not really like, I'm trying, but it's, it's a slow growth, right? It's like a small percentage every year. And I feel like as long as it's going up, I'm like, I'm all good, but it's going to, I know it's going to take a while and it takes a lot of sacrifice. It does. 
did it with such passion and like, because I remember when you were just up down here on Broadway, remember? And you were like, but yeah, you really, I think you've grown a lot. But I, I do agree with you about your purpose. It's your purpose that brings everything together. It does. It really does. Passion and why you did this, the more your business just comes and flows more and more and more. Yeah, totally. And a big one is people. Like if people aren't genuinely supportive and there for you for your business, they don't need to be in your life because you know what? The universe gets confused. Like, Oh, why is she having these negative people around her business? It's obviously not that important to her. Like the universe is always listening. So it's like, you need to be really clear on what your purpose is and what, and like, like you need to show the universe you'll do anything to make it successful really right so so that they so the universe gets like the right points um and just if you want something ask for it because you'll get it you'll get it like in your car just say this is what i want and you'll get it my sister and i have been doing that for years and uh the biggest the funniest one is like we were both like we really want our sales to triple in the next um five months, right? We both did it together. It was a mantra. It happened and we didn't have enough stock. So it backfired. So like that was bad press for us, but we asked for it. So it's like, be careful when you ask for something because <laughs> you'll get it. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Love you guys. Okay, bye. And that's a wrap on another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed Veronica's talk about her business and everything that she went through. Kind of step by step, she talked about the ups, the downs, and she was really open and honest about everything she went through, which I'm sure as other entrepreneurs or people who are starting out businesses can really appreciate. Thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to hosting you again soon. Take care, guys.